Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And it's our next What You Heard. We are so stoked to be hearing new music from these guys. This is Kings of Convenience with their brand new single, Rocky Trail. describe how excited we were with this dropped dude i can't believe that it's been 12 years since we we heard new music from these guys but they always they, they can always pick up exactly where they left off you know what i mean these these two guys so it's erland oria and eric glambeck Bo or Boyer. it's Bo. <laughs> it's this folk pop duo um that has sort of been, you know, there's bands that are like constants in my life queue. Yeah. And this is one of them. And like, I, I think I've even railed against folk pop, um, on this, on this podcast before. I, I don't like this, this style of music anymore, as far as like seeking out newer bands that, that have this kind of stuff, or even, even bands back in the, back in the heyday of this stuff, which was like, you know, the 2000s early 2000s but for, for whatever reason these guys can do no wrong in my eyes you know what i mean there's just a special place in in our hearts for, for these guys and um one of our favorite bands forever and always man and yeah like like you said it's been 12 years since their last uh release which was declaration of dependence um before that it had been five years between uh quiet is the new loud and declaration Right, uh, which is or I'm sorry, because uh, I remember right when, on an empty street. Sorry, I, I remember when Declaration of Dependence came out, and I was like, "Wow, five years!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's been twelve years, but yeah, you and I, we, we basically just gave up on ever hearing them collaborate again. So, you know, I think, you know, last year, Erland put out a brand new "Whitest Boy Alive" single. Yeah, right. 
and then he put out dude i think i feel like 2000 it may have been the same amount of time when did uh when did the last widest boy live record come out the last full length was rules yeah in 2009 so that's kind of crazy the last time he put music out on both of his acts kings of convenience and widest boy live was 2009 but he that guy uh stays busy the thing about iric is that i don't know much about if you know if there's any other projects that he does he started another group i don't remember what they were called but he had a record that came out within the last few years i think yeah so but no he's just not he's not as prolific as erland like erland has a ton of side projects that he's always doing he's producing stuff yeah um Uh, also if you guys caught our um wrap-ups of 2020 we talked about erland and uh that album that he released the uh, quarantine at Algonzo, uh that he did with another guy that i believe it's another member of widest boy live uh that we really enjoyed uh but yeah dude let's talk about rocky trail man so this came out almost a month ago by the time this what you heard released gets released uh it was dropped at the end of april uh you and i listened to it simultaneously together and dude i literally it brought me damn near to tears dude because it was just so great to hear these guys collaborate again it's like you said man there's there just, is some heavy heavy nostalgia yeah that we have tied to this band and like and like i said like they pick up right where they left off so like it sounds like a kings of convenience record you know what i mean it it sounds exactly like the 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 special type of um and unique sound they they are very much um you know when their two voices come together you know i mean it's it's uh it's magical it's magic man so i read here on the, on a little pitchfork review of this uh erlin says another classic iric composition that skillfully ignores the verse chorus verse blueprint yeah it does it's pop music but not as we know it so this is an iric uh song which is cool. Okay. Um, and yeah, dude, I love I love his music, man. I, I love what they do together. Um, so yeah, we thought what better way to, to kick off this What You Heard episode than a brand new single from our favorite folk pop duo, Kings of Convenience. And, uh, you know, we might as well go ahead and say that we have full plans on doing a um, an episode on this when it drops in June. So like that will happen at some point. Uh, the new record, I think, comes out eight, the 18th of June. Yeah, it's called Peace or Love. Peace or Love. So we will be doing an episode on this record. Um, yeah, so that'll just be another excuse to talk more about these guys. And um, go back and listen to our episode on... We did Riot, right? Yeah. So yeah, go back and listen to our episode on Riot on an Empty Street. If you if you like that kind of music, if you like these guys, we have talked about them before. Actually, you know what, dude? We ended up dropping quiet as the new loud as kind of a pulling from the vaults kind of thing back when i think it was back when you were uh, busy uh, on like business trips because we had recorded we originally recorded quiet as the new loud before we even launched this podcast when we were just kind of kicking around and and experimenting with you know recording and stuff like that we did an entire episode on quiet which is their first full length that came out in 2001. So I believe we have both of those episodes on the feed. Yes, that's true. We do. Yeah, it was a, a bonus episode, Q. Yes, sir. 
Um, yeah, so but really Declaration of Dependence is the only record we haven't talked about from these guys. Um, but yeah, go back and listen to that if you if you care about it. Um, if not, hey, no biggie to me. You know? <laughs> um, well, hey, man, this is our What You Heard episode. Let's dive right into it, dude. We got 10 songs to drop on you today. So if, the, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is the No Filler Podcast. Usually... Our episode format is we take an artist or an album, dive into the history, dive into the recording processes, talk a little bit about the band, and pick non-singles from that album and share them with you. And hoping that you will find, that you will hear songs from bands that you love that you may not necessarily hear since they're not singles. Uh, But this is our monthly mixtape that we lovingly refer to as Whatcha Heard's where we each bring five songs to the table, uh, just songs, music we've been listening to in between recordings. It can be a brand new song. It can be a song from 1970. Uh, so this is just a rapid fire, music heavy format. And this is our fifth What You Heard episode, I believe. So I'm starting first. And dude, I just heard this song yesterday. Really excited uh, to share it with you because I know you're going to love it. And I'm sure this is happening with you, dude. Ooh, Little Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> this. <laughs> I keep hearing songs that came out last year that I'm like, man, how did I miss this? You can't, you know, you can't beat yourself up over that. Yeah. There's so much music. Uh, because, you know, as we discovered on the Built to Spill episode, there's records that came out, you know, 20 years ago <laughs> that you have just now totally discovered. missed. So, yeah. Yeah. A few a few months, you know, big deal. Yeah. This is still new to you. Yeah. So this is a single that Little Dragon dropped last December, uh, and they collaborate with Moses Sumney. If that sounds familiar to you, Travis, I brought one of his songs as a What You Heard a while back. Uh, he's a West African-American, uh, really great, really talented dude. Um Baroque pop, electro soul. Those are good. I think those are good. Baroque pop. Baroque pop. Yeah, dude. Okay. Um, He dropped an album last year with a song called Viral on it that I really liked. Anyways, uh, we are no strangers to Little Dragon. And um, how would you describe them, dude? Little Dragon? Yeah. I don't want to say dream pop because that, you know, that's the shoegaze side of pop. I mean... Bedroom. Pop. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. I mean, kind of um, soul, uh, disco-y kind of stuff. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm going to read a, a quote here from, um, I believe it's from, what's her name, dude? What's what's the main singer's name? Couldn't tell you. She's, she's Little Dragon to me. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so she says, when we reached out to Moses, we didn't know what to expect. What we received was very stripped down with his beautiful voice. We jammed along and sent it back. It bounced back from his end with added horns and sounded beautiful to our ears. We are very proud of this single. And then Moses says here, I've been listening to Little Dragon for a very long time. As a teen, their first album impressed upon me just how infinite modern soul music can be. So basically... That's insane that he was a teen. Yeah. Can you imagine, dude, getting a, you know, one of your favorite bands reaching out to you and asking if you want to collaborate? 
All right, so this is, again, a song by Little Dragon and Moses Sumney. This song is called The Other Lover. that harmonizing at the end there totally almost had like a motown kind of vibe to it good stuff man yeah it's really cool um so her name's yukimi nagano yeah i was gonna say her voice is so like you know recognizable and like distinct you know you always know when it's her and and same goes for little dragon's sound you know like this is a collaboration but right from the rip dude it's little dragon dude i i feel like this is really Good timing, the fact that this is Asian American Heritage Month. Oh, there we go. Yeah, really cool. Um, so, is this just like a one-off single that they did? I think so. Or, okay, cool. I don't, yeah, I don't think they, they're collaborating with him for like a full length or anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, um, if, you, if you like Little Dragon, at least for me, and like I haven't listened to all their newer stuff, but Machine Dreams was the one that, that I really got into back in 2009. That was the first one of theirs that I that I got into. Um, good stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. Anyways, man, let me pass it over to you. What you been hurting, brother? All right. So I want to say I just um, shazammed this one uh, while I was driving around. It was on um, KEXP, which is a, uh, you know, it's our local, local. Um, That's my local, dude. You're getting your. Oh, shit. Not, not your. um <laughs> Well, I don't remember what it is. It's it, it's the equivalent of KEXP, but in in the Dallas uh, Metroplex, you know, it's our local member-supported music station, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
so this is a, a, a collaboration between like four different artists. One of them I am very familiar with, Blockhead. Oh, I love Blockhead, man. Yeah. Big fan of his stuff. So this guy, he's kind of a electronic producer um, in the vein of like chill, right? Like chill out, down tempo kind of stuff, right? It, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he he does a lot of uh, like he samples a lot of jazz like old jazz mm-hmm. uh stuff yeah jazz heavy sampled like trip hop kind of stuff yeah so he put out a a record a single with somebody that goes by either the polish ambassador or the polish ambassador probably polish brother probably and then featured on the track are two vocalists one named zion i or Zion the first, depending on how you read that, and Nitty Scott. So this is, you know, four different artists collaborating on this track. Awesome. All right, so this track is called Memory Palace. What's the definition of insanity? Ain't it just a difference in reality? collaborations like this happen dude because like i mean i i loved what i heard from all of them yeah i mean it, it's interesting when two like electronic producers collaborate on a track because it's like i'm guessing polish ambassador did the maybe the the beat or something like that and then blockhead maybe did sort of the samples and stuff like that like you were saying man that was great dude i and i'm definitely going to jump into to more of nitty scott's stuff i liked her her style of hip-hop man it's like very old school yeah, definitely. 
Love it. Yeah, you know, I I, I typically don't gravitate toward hip hop, um, but uh, something about that that sample is, is what kind of like made me think that's oh, that's kind of cool. Let me, let me shazam that. That's classic blockhead, man. All right, Q, throw it back to you for your next track. What you got? Well, I'm just gonna keep this collab train running, dude. So uh, this is a fairly new single as well. Uh, we're familiar with Laura Marling on no filler dude she dropped my definitive favorite song from 2020 the song only the strong from her oh that's right yeah dude from her album song for our daughter pulled at the emotional uh heartstrings yeah dude uh so she also collaborates with a guy named mike Lindsay. uh who he's a producer and he's also a member of a few bands uh one of them being tongue and another one being Throws. Uh, haven't heard of either of those bands. But uh, he met Lindsay back in 2016 uh, while she was supporting Neil Young on his tour in London. And um, according to this little snippet here, according to this little bio, it says, To both their surprise, each had been admirers of the other's work. So they met a few days later. They... Uh, retreated underground to Mike's London studio to unite their energies and produce Lump. So that is the name of their their group. It's Lump. So Laura says here, um, in regards to this new record that they're working on, um, she says here, it became a very different thing about escaping a persona that has become a burden to me in some way. So she's really referring to like the vulnerability you know, uh, that came out through her solo album, the one I mentioned, Song for Our Daughter. Uh, she says, it was like putting on a superhero costume. So that's cool, man. You know, like she, you know, she she drops this really raw, emotional album, and now she can retreat, put on this superhero costume, and join uh, Mike Lindsay to do another Lump album. It's cool to think about that, dude. You know, like as an artist, you're really yeah putting it all out on the table um, so it's nice to kind of like retreat and, you know, join forces with another artist and, and do something cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. So she says here, we created Lump as a sort of persona and an idea and a creature. Through Lump, we find our inner animal. And through that animal, we travel into a parallel universe. My goodness, man. It's a lot of... um that's a lot of hype here. <laughs> well, it's a great so track, So we're about dude. to be transported into another universe. Well, I don't know if she's saying that, but to her, this is something totally different. So this is how she... I gotcha. Yeah, it's something totally different for her. All right, so here is a brand new track from Lump. This song is called Animal.
part just did something for me dude <laughs> i feel like i just transcended into another uh, parallel universe it does pick back up it does pick back up but yeah man what that's a, awesome what yeah. a great track great track a lot of cool stuff going on in that track you know what that reminded me of cock and swan yeah because it's a really good kind of mashup of um i mean cock and swan was like psychedelic well not psychedelic but um like electronic shoegaze or down like yeah you know what I mean they had the shoegaze vocals and and pace but like some dark sort of synth and electro stuff like underneath it you know yeah dude I feel like that's that's very similar as far as like the really strong you know female vocals yeah uh, laid on those really cool interesting like synth heavy beats yeah that was really cool yeah man I'm excited so they've got a so that was the title track so the the new album is called Animal. It is set to release on July 30th. Back to you, brother. What you been hearing? All right. So I actually have a pretty good follow-up to that track. And this is an artist that I brought as a... This was on our on our playlist, at least. So it didn't actually get any airplay on the filler. But you remember when we did our top 100 of the last decade Yep. playlist? Um, we had an episode that we did where we had our top 10 where we at least played our top 10 from the last decade. But we also had a Spotify playlist that we put out. Um, and on that was a, a band called Fear of Men. And I brought a song from them called Tefra, which was off their debut record, Loom. Oh, dude, I remember really liking this song a lot. And I meant to dive back into it and listen to more from them, but I never did. That happens so often, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm stoked. They're kind of like a dream pop, indie pop. They're in that they're in that vein, and they came out with a single last year called "Into Strangeness." And um, yeah, we're just gonna play it, dude, and then we'll talk about it. And that's how this works. <laughs> so again, this song is called "Into Strangeness" by Fear of Men.
Good man, uh, they have a really great sound. Her her voice, her name is Jess Jessica Weiss. She said about this particular song, uh, it is a way for her to focus on healing and shutting the door on some elements that have been toxic and draining in her life for too long. So um, yeah, the the band is a um, like I said, it's it's Jessica Weiss as the front person, front person. <laughs> Um, and I don't know why that was funny to me, but, and, um, Daniel Falvey is the other kind of main guy. They met in art school and, um, Jessica was doing soundtracks for short films that she was creating. Nice. But, um, and then Falvey, this guy who's a guitar player and a fellow art student liked her recording. So they started working together. It's great, dude. Really, really good stuff. So yeah. Um, that, again, that was last, that was last year. So the, um, you know, I, there wasn't a, a record to come after that, right? It was just a single that came out. But um, yeah, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're putting out new stuff. You know, there's probably there's probably new, even more material coming out around the corner. But um, for now, we have that. So that was Into Strangers by by Fear of Man. Go check them out if you if you like that. All of the stuff that I've listened to from them is is you know along the same vein. So let's take a quick break. All right, Q, I'll throw it back to you for your next pick. What you got? All right, man. So uh, this is an artist I just discovered a couple weeks back. His name is Sam Amadon. Uh, he is a fiddle and banjo playing folk pop artist. Um, he's got a great sound, dude. The way I can think of to describe him is like Nick Drake with a little country twang. You're going to love this stuff, dude. Interesting. Okay. He's got that vulnerable, like, you know, Nick Drake voice. Um, so I, for the longest time, up until a few minutes before we started recording, I was going to play uh, the first track off of uh, his self-titled that he released last October. Uh, it's a song called Maggie. But I started listening to, to more songs off the album and track two just hit me. Hit me good, dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up and play track two from Sam Amadon's self-titled from last October. This song is called Pretty Polly. Pretty Polly, come go along with me. 
Yeah, that's the perfect description of him, Q. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. It's um, well, it's Nick Drake with a little bit of twang, like you said. Yeah, but I like that he's incorporating, you know, kind of those drum beats and stuff, and some of those other textures that he adds in the background. Yeah, and that that's like right from from the beginning of this record. Like I said, I was I was going to play the first track. What really stands out to me is is how contemporary it sounds. Um, it's a really great blend of country folk and like newer you know kind of pop tunes yeah it kind of reminded me of like the way that luke temple structures some of his songs um of uh here we go magic who's actually i feel like put out more solo stuff than he has with that group but um yeah really good stuff dude it's definitely worth a listen all the way through so yeah again that's sam amadon and his self-titled from last year uh and that song was called pretty Polly." so yeah dude i'll pass it back to you what else you got all right q this is gonna be not a 180 but um definitely a change of pace from the other stuff that we've talked about today um but this band made a made an appearance um i don't know if we played I, we may have played um a song from them too so on our Jimmy Eat World episode, we dove into and played some examples of like first wave emo, second wave emo, right? Leading up to Jimmy Eat World. These guys, they're called the Promise Ring and they are sort of a, a very well-known sort of one of those groups that has sort of you know, garnered more popularity and stuff over the years, right? We did play stuff from them. So this is like early emo, right? Or like yeah, I think second this wave. is like second second wave emo, and this is um, an example of you know what what is referred to as like a Midwest emo sound, right? You know, because these guys are from Milwaukee. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Jimmy World, he he references this guy, the the lead singer um, Davy or Davy Von Bolin is his name. There's that, you know, that lyric oh, from, from Jimmy. Come on, David, sing me something that I know. That one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, and I think Davey was like on that track. Dude, too. I love that song, by the way. That's one of my favorites on that record. Yeah. From from Jimmy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I, I was just going back and listening to uh, their record, Nothing Feels Good. I, I don't remember which track we played off of this record. But anyway, it's just a great, great album man and it's just so like when you listen to it now like it's you know this was the music that was happening right before like jimmy sort of took emo and and and, and um you know transitioned into third wave emo right yeah it became super popular with lead american and whatnot yep yep but anyway it's just the classic like classic emo sound and i just love it dude we're gonna play a track from this record so this came out in 19 19- 97. Again, this band is called The Promise Ring, and we're going to play a song called Make Me a Chevy.
love it, man. You can definitely hear the influence they've had on on that indie emo stuff. Yeah, this record is is um is is considered one of the most influential in the in the emo genre queue. And you like you said, you can you can totally hear it because like what what happens afterwards is is um as far as like in the uh, in the emo genre, it, it you know you can you can point back to. Bands like American Football, bands like um, I'm hearing Hot Rod Circuit. I'm hearing Hammer Sadie. Yes, uh, absolutely. And now, dude. and I'm absolutely. hearing Tiger's Jaw, which is you know, yeah, you know how how I feel about Tiger's Jaw. I do know how I feel. <laughs> which, about Which, and I have to remind myself that the Tiger's Jaw has been around since the early 2000s. But yeah, they're they're True. you know dropping new albums in that vein of uh, you know that classic emo indie pop from the early O's. Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite things to do. Q is like. Go back, go backwards from what I know, you know, and like try to figure out and and piece together like how do we how did we get here? You know what I mean? Yeah, like where does it split off and what kind of variants do you have? What are the stepping stones to a band that I love? You know, that's one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, go back and listen to our Jimmy World episode. We talked about um, Clarity, which was the record that they put out right before Bleed American. And if you're in our age group, you probably remember. Bleed American, because that's when, um, you know, they had some MTV music videos for, like, Sweetness and um, In the Middle. Actually, I don't know if they had a video for Sweetness, but everybody remembers the the middle song um, or the video for that. It was, like, at a swimming pool party thing. We were all over that record when it came out. Bleed American and Is This It, I think, yep. from Strokes, dropped around the same time. Yep. And that was a good variety, you know what I mean? Like, the garage stuff and then... Sort of that, because you know, as we talked about in that episode, you and I, for some reason, had no idea that a lot of the bands that we listened to were actually considered emo. Right. Because in our heads, we equated emo, like we had a very limited definition of emo. Uh, we equated it with like the screamo side of emo, which was very popular in the early two thousands. Yes. We talk a lot about That's true. that with uh, Joel Fruth on our episode where we covered Ethan Durrell with him. That was the golden age of like emo screamo stuff. Yeah. So in a way, like that's probably why, because around that time, that is kind of what was synonymous with emo. Yeah. And there were a lot of students at our high school that were heavy into that stuff. So we were familiar with it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, emo goes way back, dude. And and uh, bands like Promise Ring is, is um, one of the stepping stones to, to that kind of sound, you know. All right, Q, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you got for us? All right, dude. So this is a guy named J.W. Francis. He is a indie lo-fi bedroom pop artist from New York. Really good stuff, dude. I'm not going to really say much more. Uh, let's just jump right in. We, we still got four songs total to play, dude. So uh, I'm going to rapid fire this one. So this is an album of his that came out last year called We Share a Similar Joy. Uh, speaking of New York indie pop, this song is called New York. One, two, three, four.
man, if that song didn't get you moving and grooving around the room, you got to check your pulse because <laughs> you could be dead. He's phenomenal, That's dude. A, man, what a, yeah, um, amazing track, man. Yeah. Amazing track. He's just track. one of those artists that, you know, like he's just a songwriting machine. Everything that he drops is just great. Um, he dropped two new singles fairly recently this year that are a little bit more heavy on the on the i guess dream pop like more synthy stuff mm-hmm. but for the most part it's this you know heavy indie indie pop sound uh i love the way he structured that song like you notice how he repeated most of those lines like yeah back you know back to back mm-hmm. really cool style. really well put together yeah well man uh we got a lot of singer songwriters today <laughs> talking about because i've got one too awesome uh so this artist is named jane weaver She's from Liverpool, England, Q, which is where the Beatles are from. And she's a singer-songwriter in the sort of acoustic, psych, folk, Mm. electronica. She mashes all these things together to make some really interesting stuff. You're going to love the drum beat on this track, Q. I'll tell you that right now. So have you ever heard the term folktronica, Q? I have, actually. (laughs) She kind of falls into that vein. Awesome. Anyway, super prolific artist, like just under her own name at least she's had you know she's put out like over 10 records uh going back to 2002 but we're gonna play a song off of her record the amber light came out in 2015 this song is called you are dissolved by jane weaver And that is a song that's just begging to be played on the open road, you know, blue skies, sunny days. That's just a happy tune, man. I love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so she's 
she was actually in a couple of groups before she started doing her own stuff. So yeah, she's just kind of like um, what you were saying about your last artist that you just played, like uh, just very prolific singer songwriter. Like she had a bunch of different, you know, she kind of started with a more um, with a more like folk pop, um, folk tronica kind of sound, and then she kind of transitioned into more. Actually, I guess she started as more of like an indie folk. I mean, this all sounds the same to me, like indie folk, folktronica. And then by the time she got to this record, The Amber Light, that's when she started to pull in some of that psych kind of stuff, psychedelic kind of stuff, um, which is, you know, you kind of hear that in that the drum beat and like the guitar work and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so her name is Jane Weaver. Love it. And uh, yeah, that record was called The Amber Light. The song was called You Are Dissolved. All right, Q. Is this your last pick? It's my last pick, man. All right. What you got for us, Q? Well, this just put a smile on my face, dude, when I first found out about it. Um, and I want to give a shout out to the the vinyl subreddit once more, because uh, someone posted a uh, record from this series uh, on that subreddit. So there is a record label called CMH Records. It's a blue ga- bluegrass uh, country music, and they have uh, this series called Pickin' On. It's a series of, um, it's basically like a, a tribute series to artists and genres. Uh, they bring together the best bluegrass pickers out of Nashville and California, and they perform instrumental tributes to the biggest and best loved artists in rock music. So they've been doing this since 1993. It kind of started just as a like a one-off thing within the record label where they, they had their first one is called Pickin' on the Movies, Bluegrass Tributes to Classic Film Recordings. Uh, and it's kind of blown up since then, dude. It's rather ridiculous, the amount of songs, uh, records that they've released. Uh, some of them that stand out to me, Pickin' on Jimi Hendrix. They've got a Pickin' on Metallica. That's amazing. Picking on Clapton. Uh, the one that showed up on the vinyl subreddit was picking on Modest Mouse. Ooh, okay. I was, you know, my interests, I mean, they were getting peaked. So We were talking about Modest Mouse last week. Too, yeah. On our um, Built to Spill. Well, I thought, what the hell else have they been picking on? And I found a, uh, let's see, I think it was 2007 that this one came out, Picking on the Shins, dude. And let me tell you something, man. It is a goddamn treat. So is it just instrumental? No, no, no. So okay. Uh, so one of the the groups that performs on these tribute albums is a group called Iron Horse. They're on the record label. Uh, so it's a it's a bluegrass group. It's a four piece: Vance Henry, Anthony Richardson, Ricky Rogers, and Tony Robertson. I mean, those four names, dude. I mean, they're just born to be pickers, dude. With yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, guitar, banjo, bass, and mandolin. And did, I, I haven't really listened to to much more than the Modest Mouse and the Shins tribute records, but man, dude, this these songs just hit differently. This is a a genre that has not had much uh, um, appearance on this podcast. No, bluegrass. And uh, let me tell you something, dude. I'm a big fan of bluegrass. Every I love bluegrass. Uh, there was this random album that I found in a thrift store up here, like when I first moved up. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but it, it was a live recording uh, from this this bluegrass festival in a, a town not too far out of Seattle. So it was 
you know, it was cool because it was it was a local live recording of a bluegrass group, and I just fell in love with it. Anyways, man, so uh, some of the more popular songs on this Shins tribute record, New Slang, Know Your Onion, Kissing the Lipless, Carrying is Creepy. Uh, they play a lot of great ones, dude, but my favorite one, I'd have to say, is probably one of the more, I'd say, I don't know, not as popular Shin songs, but it is actually one of my favorite Shin songs. I tend to gravitate toward their more somber, you know, dark kind of songs like Phantom Limb mm-hmm. or um, The Past and Pending. So this one's from Shoots Too Narrow. And I think out of all the songs that they cover, this one really could could be, you know, a song by Iron Horse. The way that they do it is just beautiful. Uh, so this is... Iron Horse and the Pickin' On series, and this is their tribute to The Shins, Those to Come. Eyeless in the morning sun, you were pale and mild, a modern Thoughts still prone to care, making tea in your underwear. Went out in the yard to find something to eat and clear your mind. Something bad inside me went away. Shifting skin, the coming night, bearers of all good things arrive, climb inside us, twist and cry, a kiss on your molten eyes, mirrored lives like blades of grass, yet to be realized, bow as they pass, they are cold, still waiting Yeah, yeah, I actually like that better than the the Shins version. <laughs> it's a little little more upbeat. Yeah, I love what they did with it because you know the original is is a little bit more you know subdued and like yeah, it's, slower. It's just James Mercer and and his guitar. They do a really great job with all with all the songs that they cover, especially New Sling. I mean, that's that one's basically a, a country bluegrass song, anyways. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, so do those guys. Did, you know, is this like a super group type thing where like these guys actually do their own thing separate from this stuff? And they, you said Iron Horse is the band. Yeah. This is pretty much all they do now, dude. I've heard the name Vance Henry, I feel like. Well, you can't even click on his name on Wikipedia. Maybe, maybe it's just one of those names. Uh, but no, so they have original material. They've been dropping their own stuff alongside these tribute albums. But yeah, once, so Fade to Bluegrass, which was the Metallica tribute. 
was dropped in 2000. Uh, dude, you know what? I feel like I've listened to that record you, before. You probably have. Yeah. But that's what that's when their picking on series just blew up and they've been uh, Iron Horse is is the group that does most of the picking on stuff. Uh they did uh they did a tribute to Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, dude. Uh Black and Bluegrass. Yeah. They did Led Zeppelin, they did Van Halen, they did Guns N' Roses. They did Modest Mouse, they did Goo Goo Dolls, they did Kings of Leon. Dude, that would be cool to hear. And they did Nirvana. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that is, again, Iron Horse and the Pickin' On series. That was their tribute to the Shins, those to come. And we're rounding third base, brother. Why don't you take us home? Oh, I think this is going to... I think this one's going to knock it out of the park, Kim. <laughs> all right. Um, and of all the songs we played today, this this is the true... 180 that we like to do around here, Q. All right. Especially after after some bluegrass. So this guy, I've been listening to his stuff quite a bit lately. I've been really into this dude. His name, or at least what he goes by, his name is Joe Baker. It's another London London guy. I've been I've been into the into the uh, across the pond music lately. He's a electronic producer that sort of stays in the um, as he describes it, atmospheric techno and jungle beat Mm. he goes by forest drive west and we're going to play a track off of his ep persistence of memory and this song is called persistence of memory part three That was great, dude. I'm uh, getting some drum and bass. Eamon Tobin, Andy Stott. Mm-hmm. 
Detroit Techno. You know I fucking live for this shit. Yeah, dude. I, I live for this deep, the deep techno kind of stuff, deeper um, IDM type music. And that's the thing, like, he, he has a lot of different, he, you know, that's really only the only few tracks that I heard from him that shifts into that really, like, distinct drum and bass type mm-hmm. beat. You know what I mean? A lot of his stuff is a little bit more kind of like what he was saying, like atmospheric, yeah, jungle uh, techno kind of stuff. And I just, I fucking love it, man. I've been listening to a lot of his music lately. Really good stuff. Again, his name is Forest Drive West. Yeah, if uh, listeners out there, if you are a fan of this kind of stuff, Travis is your man. Reach out to us on Twitter, and uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to I'm gonna make this decision for you, Trev. He's, he will share with you all of his playlists. You have several. And I'm sure you would love to share your tunage with uh, with our listeners. You've got some great playlists, dude, that you've been working on for years. I've got a few playlists, Q, that, that I've been working on for a long time that, that kind of dive into these two different well, the wide range of electronic music, I would say. But yeah, uh, you know, I'll share them. You want to hear them? I'll share them. Uh, yeah, just let me know. I'll send it to you. Well, that was great, man. I like that a lot. Yeah, go go check him out. He's got a lot of different uh, a lot of different EPs that he's put out. You know, these electronic musicians, they usually drop little EPs here and there. He's got one full, full-length record called Apparitions. And the rest of his discography are like these little singles and these little three, four-track EPs. Um, he, he actually put one out this year. Actually, he's put out several this year, but he put one out called Dualism. That's actually really good. Sweet. And he just put out another one called Drifter Dub and Perception that he did with an artist named S. Terrio, which I feel like I've heard that name before too. But anyway, if you like this kind of stuff, uh, go check him out. And um, yeah, that is a a 180 to, to, to close us out today, Q. Very nice. You know what, Q? I think we even talked about doing this. And since you brought, at least you brought them up, um, Modest Mouse, they put out a new single. And we can have that close us out if you want. Sure. There's a brand new Modest Mouse track that is, you know, just your classic Modest Mouse. You know, they have a very, I don't want to say formula, but a lot of their songs kind of sound similar. I got to say, man, I, I yeah, I feel like all their stuff sounds the same now. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, they're, they're indistinguishably modest mass. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, the, the, what's his name, dude, the singer. I can't recall, but they're from Issaquah. So, um, local Issaquah is about 40 minutes from where I live. Not even maybe 20. No one cares. Mm. But, um, anyway, yeah, dude. Yeah. They, you know, it's just, uh, you know, another one of those bands, Q. The, the few, you know, there's very few bands I feel like that, that, um, that are still successful still put out songs that are great. Like their, their record strangers to ourselves, which I can't believe came out fucking six years ago, but um, like they've been very consistent. I feel like, you know what I mean? And they're still making music that I think people care about. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing it for a very long time. Like we talked about built to spill and, and you kind of um, you, you heard a lot of modest, modest mouse and built to spill, right? Oh yeah. Like modest mouse, you know, they had, had a few singles that dropped that, um, that put them on the map, right? In the way that like built the spill never did. And so they're still putting music out that people want to listen to. Not that built the spill, people don't care about it, but I'm just saying they just, Modest Mouse is one of the groups that still, you know, that, that are still relevant, you know, in a way versus a lot of those groups that that just kind of came and went or just had their own like underground following. Right. Totally. Anyway, so we're going to, we'll play a single from them. Uh, came out 
a couple of weeks back called We Are Between. Modest Mouse close us out today. Next week we'll do French Kicks Swimming, which will be an interesting um Yeah. <laughs> I'm done, dude. This is done. Why we don't record in the mornings, man. Yes, You're it's true. Useless this has happened before. Right now, dude. This has happened before. Useless. <laughs> All right, Q. Um, well, yeah, that's it's been another what you heard, another collection of random bullshit from <laughs> you and I. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope everybody out there enjoys these 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 episodes as much as we do because I look forward to this every month, man. Yeah, me too. And um, yeah, hopefully we're sharing some some good artists. And uh, dude, let me just share this. Let me, let me just share this with you. Q. Let me let me peel back the curtain a little bit. Okay. You know, if if it's like you, I have an ongoing playlist that I just keep on Spotify where I throw tracks on there that I think, hey, you know what, this will be a good what you heard. Every month, dude, I take off at least one or two video game and or movie <laughs> soundtrack songs. Well, I appreciate that, I feel that, like I, dude. I bring that to the table too often, and I don't know how many people out there listen to as many soundtracks as me. So I don't want to burden everybody with that. I think what, what happens is like just while I'm working, while I work, I like to listen to soundtracks. Yeah. So I listen to a ton of soundtracks. Hey, you but, don't got to um, explain yourself to me, brother, or anyone else. Well, okay, you do you. You know what? I'm just telling you that... Um, we could do a whole what you heard on just what are the soundtracks that I've heard because <laughs> I listen to more soundtracks probably than anything else. But anyway, um, that was that. We've been – have you ever heard people say that? I've been Travis. No. And this has been Quentin. Only you and your nerdy code friends talk like no, that. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I've heard that on like play, like podcasts and shit or like um, – This has been Quentin. Yeah, uh, we've been no filler. And it's like – you, we have been like you always are. I don't like right? it. I don't like it. It's kind of weird, but I've been Travis and uh, and I've been, Quentin. been Quentin, and this has been no filler. And where can you find us, Travis? Well, of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter at No Filler Podcast, and um, yeah, we say it every week. We'll say it again. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. If you want, if you want a. Uh, a dope ass playlist that I've been working on for a long time that, that covers um, a pretty wide range of electronic music. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll send you, I'll send you them deets. I'll send you a link <laughs> to that Spotify playlist. I've got a handful of them. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out tell to us, us on tell Twitter. Us what you, yeah. Give us a, give us a shout out. Drop us a tune. Like, Hey, say, Hey man, here's what I've been hurting lately. And then tell us what you've been listening to. Um, we may, we may feature a track that you send us on the, on the podcast. You never know. Happens all the time. It happens all the time with, with one or two people that, that actually interact with us. You could be the third person that interacts with us. <laughs> I mean, what more do you need to hear from me? <laughs> so yeah, reach out to us on Twitter. No filler podcast is our handle as, as they say. And you can also find us on the Pantheon podcast network. That is the home of a lot of great music-related podcasts, including this one that you're listening to. That's PantheonPodcast.com. And uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AKG, for supporting the network and this show. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Again, we're going to have Modest Mouse close us out today with their latest single, We Are Between. And we'll shout out you guys next week. My name is Travis. 
And I'm Quentin. And y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.